Hey everybody, Mike here with a special holiday treat. We're bringing you a bonus episode of our sister show, the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast, where Cole and I talk about all things fun and nostalgic from our childhoods. It's just as much fun as our normal show, only less scary. Sometimes. If you're interested, give a listen and then subscribe to the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast, the same place you listen to the Scary Cast. If not, give it a pass and we'll see you back next month for another Scary Movie Ice Cream Night Podcast. Thanks everyone. It's Saturday. Come on. All right. I'm pulling on out of the station. <laughs> choo choo. Clickety clack. It's the Christmas train. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your co hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And Merry freaking Christmas, everybody. Ooh, it's that time. <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's a very wonderful time of year. Um, it's not Halloween, <laughs> but it is a good time. It's a good time right, of the year. Right, right. That's true. But uh, yeah, we, we're we back for the Christmas time. We're back for a Christmas episode. And that's uh, this is episode number... Uh, what, uh, 22, Mike. Number 22. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like we were just doing 16. I know. We are really moving up in the numbers uh, wow. on, on this show, which I'm very happy about because this is this is my favorite show to do. That's right, because we did we did 21 last and we talked about drinking. So yeah, right. which I hope we didn't disappoint anybody about our... our <laughs> God, I thought if, they were wholesome. <laughs> no, if anything, we just look like bigger nerds that we waited that we so long to can't handle drinking. Can't handle our liquor and we, we waited a really long time. We didn't party in high school and yeah, it was <laughs> we a no very longer sh- do karaoke, things of that nature. <laughs> it was a very short stint of trying to be cool. <laughs> it was just a phase. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. So that that was a fun episode. Um well, you know, we had the Thanksgiving. The the last episode I had a lot of fun doing because I really liked talking about the simple things, which is the name of the episode. Um, you know, talking about some of the things in life that are kind of kind of free, kind of just, you know, like the stop and smell the roses type of thing, or stop and smell mm-hmm. the old ladies walking by. Um <laughs> Oh, I have an update on that. Oh, I I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> The so, fact that there's an update alone is just <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> um, so I went online and I googled. Um, <laughs> I googled nostalgic perfumes, uh, and then I also googled like I just went for it and googled what's a perfume that my kindergarten teacher might have worn, and I oh found my gosh. it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I don't know if I have the exact perfume, but I found like there was an actual article about nostalgic smells, and one of them was a perfume called Sunflowers. And they said this huh. is probably a perfume that your first grade teacher would have worn. Wow. And and so I bought it. It was like $15 at Walmart. And I spray I've been spraying it periodically, like on things, just to smell it. Because <laughs> I recognize it and it does smell good, but I don't know if that's the smell that I'm thinking of. Um, okay. So I the hunt may still be on, but I've at least got something <laughs> for my wife for Christmas. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> 
<laughs> Although I have been really um, scared because um, I'll spray it and then the whole upstairs will kind of smell like it for a while. And I'm at home by myself all day. I'm afraid my wife's going to come home and be like, why does it smell like perfume up here? <laughs> <laughs> or why does it smell like my grandma's house? <laughs> Grandma, are you here? I think she's been haunting me lately. I keep getting whiffs of her perfume. That's hilarious. So you bought it. I did buy it. <laughs> I don't know if that's weird or if it's funny. <laughs> well, I had to know. I had to know if that's if that was the smell. That's That was the best lead that I had. Oh, and, my uh, gosh. I mean, I feel like short of just literally asking the next lady that I come across that's wearing it, um, pardon me, madam, what is your scent? <laughs> <laughs> if you say it like that, it may not be as creepy. I don't know. <laughs> if you pretend you're English, right, I right. think people will give you a pass because Americans find English people so so charming. It's just like, well, you know, he wasn't he wasn't being intrusive or hitting on me. He was just right. he was just asking me a very polite question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so charming. <laughs> Oh, Reginald. <laughs> and that's the name you go with. You go by Reginald just in case she has to report you to somebody. <laughs> well, outside of buying women's perfume, what have what you been up to? It's a, it's the holiday time. Are you are you busy? Are you excited? What's going on in the Anderson household? We um we're just we're ready for Christmas. Um was Thanksgiving good? Thanksgiving was great. It was one of the best good. that we've had in a long time. Um I feel like they just keep getting better every year. That's awesome. Um yeah. Um we had we did two very small safe Thanksgivings. Um so um you know, I felt good about that and uh, ate some good food, got to cook a lot of stuff. I made my pie. Yes. Um, I don't know if we <laughs> talked about that since. We haven't. Um, we have not talked about that. It was awesome. It was the most fun I've had making something in a long time because it actually came out good and I wasn't sure that it was going to as I was making it. And it was surprisingly easy. Like the hardest part about it was cutting all those damn apples. But um, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it was fairly easy. <laughs> But then, yeah, we, uh, you know, uh, the parade was perfect. I thought they handled it really well. I don't know if you watched it or not, but um, yeah, we did watch a little bit of the televised parade. Yeah, I thought that I thought they did it really well. It, it was almost I'm glad kind they of did it. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad that they did. The only thing that was awkward was like, I, I, I mean, I love that they stayed in character, but it was like seeing Santa like wave to everybody like there's a bunch of people there but there's really nobody there right <laughs> just, that kind of stuff was kind of awkward but i still think they did amazing uh for what it was and um but yeah i've got most all my christmas shopping done um dang uh, i still gotta wrap everything which sucks um there's been several nights where you know we've ordered a pizza we've had all the decorations up and, you know, we'll just watch something. We've been watching like old America's Funniest Home Videos um, Christmas episodes on Disney. We Plus. did that during Halloween, which is really funny. Yeah. And it's like they're curated I, on Disney Plus. And I'm yeah. like, yes, that's genius. And I love <laughs> that they're the old shows because those are like yeah. videos from the 90s. And they're just like perfect time capsules. Of Stuff we know period. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so like that's been a lot of fun. And I mean, if that's all we did this thing or this Christmas with the exception of actual Christmas, I'd be totally happy with that. Oh, yeah. It's it's funny when you think about, like, the science of, like, some of our best memories and some of the best, like, 
those things you know were never planned they just happened yeah but because they happened now we think we need to plan for them to happen again and the yeah. reality of it was they're special because they just they just happened naturally it wasn't you know our parents were like okay on this night we're gonna watch charlie brown christmas and it's gonna change your life you know because you can't you can't like schedule that I mean, it's just that it happened and it changed your life and you're like i gotta find i got you want to crack that code again so bad of like well how can i do this for my kids or how can i do this for you know mm-hmm. and it's just like you don't you just you know be available <laughs> right and it's like it, you you mentioned something very poignant it's like you can't uh, prepare for that or you can't schedule that we couldn't back then but we have to now because like charlie brown doesn't just come on tv anymore it's like right. if you want to watch it you have to pick a night to watch it or just like let it come on or something like that like just be like oh let's just watch charlie brown right now which is what we right. did last night we we started doing the gingerbread house and i was like okay let's do charlie brown tonight and let's do garfield christmas tonight and um but like any of the other christmas specials that we've been watching just like newer ones like the elf on the shelf stuff for my kids like i'll just randomly put that on on netflix and and they'll sit and watch it but it's not it's not like we're catching things on tv anymore because we don't have cable right (laughs) (laughs) and even if you did there's really just not there's not much you can catch yeah everything's so like exclusive to streaming services and, mm-hmm. and things like that it's kind of annoying but it is what it is yeah um it really makes me miss like tgif christmas time oh man and, like, i know because they just they always like i've been going back and watching old uh like uh step by steps and boy meets world um i've been really watching some of their christmas themed episodes they've and, got some good ones yeah and um it's just it's so heartwarming and so oh my so god wholesome. i know <laughs> <laughs> it's like eating a big bowl of oatmeal um, <laughs> with some brown sugar on top yeah yeah <laughs> i've kind of been like i've been really like craving just like the nickelodeon christmas specials um because it's funny like you you kind of when you're young like my daughter's four right now and you know you've got um or she's three. Oh my gosh she's not four Whew, slow down <laughs> She's three right now, um, and she's very excited for Christmas. And of course, you know most three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds will be. But when you turn like six, seven, eight, nine, like it seems like it's really, really more of a big deal because you are like counting on getting certain gifts. And I remember that's the age I was just so entwined with Nickelodeon, and it was like I'm watching these Christmas specials that I love, but I'm also seeing the toy commercials that are making me just, you mm-hmm. know go crazy like i'm i'm like making my list over and over again as i'm watching you know these specials and i don't know every time i think of these specials i'm just like man i know this isn't the meaning of christmas yeah <laughs> but it, it certainly feels like it's just like it, it they, they just i don't know just there's something about it when when it makes me feel very 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 nostalgic on like a whole level that's just like not felt throughout the rest of the year oh absolutely um we watched the rugrats hanukkah special last night that's a good one that's fun that's actually my favorite holiday special from rugrats like christmas time like i actually prefer that to their christmas themed um, see the the santa claus one 
that one's my favorite. Like when the, they go the out Santa to the experiment. cabin in yeah. the woods. Yeah. yeah, we watched that one I the other night. I love that episode so much. Yeah. Um. So like, I like the Hanukkah one a lot because it takes place mostly during a play, and I just love that whole aesthetic of like everybody getting dressed up in their warm yeah. clothes and going to a a play around Christmas time. It's like there's something really magical about that. And um, hopefully we get to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to live a little bit of a lifetime uh, achievement out this year. Mike. Oh, OK. A goal that I've I've wanted to do my whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to give all the credit to Alex Mack. Oh, OK. <laughs> yes. Did you turn into water? <laughs> No, I, I mean, I'm still working on that. Um, still working to liquefy myself and to, to go under doors and, and things like that uh, and, and levitate things. But I'm not I'm not quite there yet. I still have some more wizarding school to go to. Um, <laughs> she who wasn't a wizard. She was she was just she's doused a, with GC 161. She's a mutant. <laughs> she was. Um, <clears throat> but no, I, I've talked about this before. Christmas specials from Nickelodeon, very near and dear to my heart. And one of my favorites, which... I, I, I dissect every year in my head, especially this year, because I'm just like, there's just so much wrong with this episode, but it's so right. But it's the Alex Mack episode where um, it's Christmas time and she doesn't have any money. She doesn't have any money. She wants to buy presents for her friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so she decides that she's going to get a job on Christmas Eve, the <laughs> day before, with her best friend, Ray, selling Christmas trees at the Christmas tree lot. <gasps> now, I have so many questions about this because... Who is buying a Christmas tree at Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve. You're like, you know, ah, you know what? I better get that tree. Christmas is tomorrow. Right? I, I wonder if it's because we're so used now to hearing people putting up their tree the day after Thanksgiving, if sure. not earlier. But like I was watching the Garfield Christmas last night and it was Christmas Eve and they're just now trimming the tree. Okay. This is a valid point. This is a current theme I've seen in old television shows. There's a there's a show called Petticoat Junction, mm-hmm. right? You ever seen it? I've heard of it. I know the name. It's a it's an old sixty show. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Um, but basically, there's an episode where they they it's Christmas Eve and they're gonna go Christmas caroling on the train, Petticoat Junction, the train, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, seeing Christmas carols and the trains all lit up. And they're literally chopping down the tree, trimming it, and putting up the decorations that day. Yeah. Because you, you have know, to like, think that thing might die in a week. Sure. You don't have two months to let that thing sit up. and It's very true. And so I wonder how much of the Christmas tradition here in America has changed. You know, because like being American, you know we love excess, right? Yeah. Especially now it's binge culture. It's do what you want when you want, obviously putting Christmas trees up while you're making Thanksgiving dinner. And again, I'm fine with that. That's cool. You know, I had I, three pizzas last week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Excess. That's great. <clears throat> but you got to think about it. 1960. How many Christmas episodes were they watching? Mm. Probably none. No. They're you know what I mean? Them. Yeah, they're making them, right? They're forming the Christmas traditions that we hold near and dear to ourselves today. Yeah. But they had to be made. And I think like what you see is people, you know, they're probably too busy working jobs and trying to earn a decent living. They're not out here celebrating Christmas for a whole month. Yeah. They're trying you know to I mean? stay out of bread lines. Right. 
Whereas today, like we're we're a little bit better off than they were back then. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just for the sake of the TV show that they were doing. Like, well, you know, we want to show them putting up the tree and decorating it. So we'll just kind of combine it with Christmas Eve. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it worked. I'll have to ask some people who lived during that time. I bet that's part of it. Cause I mean, part of it, sure. Yeah. So anyway, back to my dream being lived out. I I working at Home Depot still. Um, I got to sell Christmas mm. trees, Mike. I love it. And I have to tell you, it was the best day of my life. So, okay. So much fun. How I want to picture this is that it was <laughs> nighttime, flurries are around, cold, you guys, you're dressed up. <laughs> okay. None of that. None of it. <laughs> but continue, continue. Uh, no, it, it, you're dressed up in your winter coat. You might have your little name tag so they know that you work there, but uh, or, or, or a vest. Um, over your coat, and then, uh, but you you've got your your cocoa over by the stand, uh, where you go to retire when nobody's needing your help. And then, oh wow! And then you <laughs> you walk out and be like, "Hello, sir, are you interested in this Douglas fir um, on, on sale for seventy eight ninety nine? That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's none of that actually. <laughs> So what I love about the, the, the Alex Mack episode is, you know, uh, and then like, here's the other thing. Okay, Mike, she works. Let's just say she works a full honest day at the tree lot. What store is going to be open by the time you're done with the Christmas tree lot that you're going to get to buy anything? Well, she'll just liquid underneath. That's shoplifting. Get, well, she'll leave the money. <laughs> oh, okay, right, right. Okay, I can see. All right, I like. But she couldn't. She couldn't get it out. She couldn't liquid the thing because when she liquids things, she get. She's naked. But her clothes. Oh yeah, her maybe. Clo- I th- I thought her clothes. There left. was some. It- there was I definitely mean, that, a that scene where she, where she was naked. Her imagination. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that could have been what you were hoping would happen, but I, it's Nickelodeon. I don't think it did. <laughs> She didn't. She never turned to the screen and said, "Michael, I'm about to liquefy." (laughs) 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 Not sweet, Alex Mack. (laughs) Oh no. Okay, back on track though. The Christmas trees, right? I. I got to sell them, right? Okay, right. so <laughs> so what it actually was is, you know, it's not a Christmas tree farm. It's the garden section of the store that we don't have plants in anymore because it's all Christmas trees. But it was so fun, man. Like, I got, like, you basically, it's kind of a free-for-all. But you, they go pick out the trees. I don't have to sweet-talk anyone into buying a tree or I don't have to <laughs> explain why you would want this one over the other. You know, just pick out your tree. But they bring it up to the front. And put it on this big table, this big box, and I get to wear a mask. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm wearing a mask, but I mean, I get to wear a shield uh-huh. to protect myself, chaps that I strap around my body, <laughs> and a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. And I cut the bottom of the trees off, you know, like, because you got to have the fresh, the fresh exposure of the tree. Mm-hmm. So when they take it home and put it in the water, it's going to get all that nutrients it needs. Yeah. And then I got the hedge clippers and I trimmed the tree for them. Mm. And then I put it through this tunnel and I pull it out and it's all perfectly netted. Yep. And I cut it and I tie it up and I send them on their way. We put it on top of the car and tie it to the roof. Dude, I don't know why. I don't know why. 
but I've always wanted to work. I mean, I know why I've always wanted to work on a tree loss because of Alex Mack, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it so much. It was the best work day of my life. Better than any freelance job I've ever taken, <laughs> better than any job I've ever had in my life, that was the best day ever. I And it um, was only a four hour shift, Mike, four hours. <laughs> I'm what a excited. tease. I'm excited just listening to you talk about it. Like I, I ah. have such good memories of going to tree lots as a kid because my high school, when I was younger, before I went to high school there, they would do like a charity tree lot in their in their school parking lot every Christmas. And that's where we would go to get our tree. And there's just something so magical about seeing a tree on the top of somebody's car. I saw one the other day. Somebody had gone and bought a real tree and was driving it back home. And I was driving back from Walmart. And I was like, God, that's just so nice to see. That is yeah. that is a Christmas visual. That is a standard Christmas visual that you don't... You know- you know they're gonna take it home and they're gonna have the hot chocolate yes. and a special time. Man, it's just so nice. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It makes me sad that we have an artificial tree, but I know that we would not take care of a real tree <laughs> well enough to for yeah. it to last. It would die. We never had a real tree. I mean, I told my parents, I was like, I'm pretty sure we had a real tree once. They're like, no. I'm like, no, we did. Hmm. I remember that. But I don't know. I'm I was just a dumb kid, but yeah. I've not had a real tree as an adult. But I want one now. Like I know, oh, it was fun, Mike. They smell so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, they smell heavenly. Um, and it They're was so a lot of fun. Expensive though. They are. They're it's very like expensive. You could pay that much and have it forever. <laughs> right. Like, I we, know. We've been using the same tree. Like I took my parents' old one when I moved out and they got a new artificial tree and we've been using the same one ever since I moved out at 24. So that's like almost 10 years now. And yeah, um, and we, we might get a new one next year. We wanted to wait until we moved into a new house to see like what the layout would be before we bought a new one. And then we just wound up reusing it again this yeah. year. <laughs> but I, I do love the look of real trees. I love the smell of real trees. If you get a good one, they can be extremely beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well, I will say my least favorite thing is putting up the tree. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate pulling it out of the attic and putting yep. it up. I like decorating it. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, with a real tree, you just kind of bring it into the house, set it in the stand, put yep. some water in it, and, you know, when you're done with it, throw it out the door. Like, <laughs> God yeah. will take care of it after that. <laughs> Become one with the earth again. <laughs> But yeah, man, it was like it was the coolest experience. Uh, it's probably the funnest Christmassy thing I've like could have ever have hoped to do. Like, um, it was just super, super fun. And I worked a couple of times where I maybe sold a tree or two. But like that first weekend, it was hot. Like yeah. everybody was like coming to get their trees. It was right before Thanksgiving, and it was a blast. Oh, I loved man. it. I love. I that. will purposefully keep that job the rest of my life just for <laughs> December. Um. But I'll tell you, I, the next shift I worked was a nightmare because I did the Christmas lights inside Ooh. the store. Ooh. Dude, I could not put anything on the shelf. I would open a box and people were standing <sighs> around and pulling them out and buying them. Oh, my gosh. It was insanity. And it was an eight-hour shift. And I was so exhausted. I couldn't do anything for like two days. Like, Ugh. It was pure madness. I was having to like climb up. I was driving a cherry picker, uh-huh. going up to the top shelves, bringing tons of boxes down only for the vultures to take them. 
I was like, I what ha- is going on? I hate those people and I never want to be that person. Like if I'm at the grocery store and I need a bag of chips and somebody's stocking those bag of chips, it's like, I'll wait until they're done and leave before I take the chips. Cause I, I, I feel like that's so rude. I know. To like it's, just, they put it on the shelf and you immediately go take it. It's insane. Like I don't know. The store I work at is in fact, it's, it's the busiest store on the coast. Mm-hmm. The busiest store. It has the highest numbers of the entire area and um i mean it's massive it's right in the middle of nashville and it's just the the amount of people who like and you know people celebrate christmas nobody celebrates halloween and you know a bunch Mm -hmm. of heathens Hmm. christmas you know doesn't matter if you're religious or not everybody celebrates it and (laughs) everybody buys the damn lights yeah. everybody you know it's just like and you know how finicky lights are you know you might have yeah. bought them last season but they're not gonna work next yeah. next year yeah. it's just what lights do <laughs> right <laughs> uh did you save any monkeys i did not save any monkeys unfortunately mm. um i did save some of the bottoms of the trees so my daughter can make christmas ornaments with oh them. that's fun yeah but no nice. no monkey saving well maybe next year maybe next year if i'm lucky <laughs> but yeah just had to talk about that because i was like this is the, this is this is pretty pretty fun for me. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Um, well, on the subject of things, I think um, I think we can go ahead and get into this episode because we're kind of we're we're heading in that territory, and like we were saying, we just need to let things happen. So, I do have one thing I want to share with you. That is a perfect absolutely. It's a perfect transition <laughs> into this. We're we're talking about commercials today. That's right. And Specifically, toy commercials that we saw around the holidays. Mm-hmm. That like informed us of like what we were asking, you know, Santa for. Santa for, <laughs> right. And so I was driving to drop the kids off this morning and I was listening to the radio and they were talking about um, Corn Nuts had tweeted something um, that was people were kind of like, oh my gosh, kind of shocking. But they said, uh, their tweet said, uh, where was the last place you nutted? Or something like that. (laughs) And (laughs) or what was the craziest place you've ever nutted? That was the tweet. And they were like, they were like, oh, my gosh, corn nuts getting a little racy. But that's that spurred somebody going back into the archives of their advertisements. And they were like, no, corn nuts has always kind of had this edge to them. And they found this series of uh, radio spots that corn nuts did in the 90s. And I want to play one for you because this brought so much joy to me this morning. Oh my I mean, this has made my 2020 listening to this. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna play it for you real quick, and hopefully you can hear it. All right. Go to your room and lock the door. Cause when you try it once, you wanna try it some more. Size doesn't matter, and that's a fact. It might be small, but it's a big impact. Bust a nut, bust a nut. <laughs> Radio ad? That was a real radio. There's was like a whole like, series of That was not them. fly on a TV no. commercial. <laughs> and it made me so happy because it's like, 
it just made me miss the 90s so much. It's like everything today is so safe. And it's like back then you wanted to be edgy and slightly right. offensive. And it's like that would never fly today. No, that is freaking hilarious. I though. loved it. There's like three of them. And oh I, my I cannot get that. Like even the fact that they did the hard as hell line. And then they do the crunch over it so you kind of don't hear hell. But it was like, even that is kind of racy. Yeah. But the whole fact that the whole spot was just like a, a sexual innuendo was just yeah. hilarious. Go into your room and shut the yeah. door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was, like, oh, I feel seen. <laughs> there's another line in another one where it's like, use a couple fingers, put them in your palm. And then it's oh just like. Oh, my God. And then they, they actually use the word masticate in one of the spots Jeez. and it's like it is one of them was like way too on the spot <laughs> yeah, it's like i'm pretty sure they weren't even talking about about corn yeah <laughs> and they were just already like all right now we're gonna hit him with the reel <laughs> yeah uh, oh my gosh well that was a treat <laughs> yeah i hope y'all are gonna be singing about busting <laughs> for the rest of the day well you're wrapping gifts later today <laughs> <laughs> All right, as I stated before, we are talking about toy commercials that influenced our Christmas list. So these are the commercials that, you know, we've all been there. You see the commercial on TV and you're like, I got to have that. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I want that. This is what this is. These are the commercials that made us bust a nut. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about corn nuts, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, who's going to go first? Mike, you want to hit, hit us with the first one, or yeah, would you like you, me to you, go? you went first last time, so I'll, I'll take the Let's lead. do it. Okay, for my first pick, this is the spot, or this is the commercial that instantly popped into my mind. Like, when, when you proposed this to me, I was just, like, flooded with all these commercials that I instantly thought of. But this yes. is the one that, like birthdays christmas i wanted this thing so bad and it is enter a new dimension where you can suspend objects in time and space wonder how wonder world a magical world in the making mix the magic gel let it set then suspend the action create a treacherous treasure hunt change it add effects go on a mermaid adventure then show it off Oh, that's cool. Wonder world, a magical world in the making. Sets all separately, but still won't require and not included. Jail takes about 45 minutes to set. Man, people of the 90s were like just gifted by God himself with the talents of writing jingles. Like, right? <laughs> it's so good. Um, man, I don't know this Wonder World, surprisingly. So um, I can't find a date unless it says it in the in the title of the YouTube thing, I can't find a date for this, but I specifically remember this, seeing this come on like during blocks of Nickelodeon when I was a little kid and I wanted it so bad, but it's one of those toys where it's like, you can't do what they're doing in the commercial because they are highly trained specialists that <laughs> made this toy and are making, it's like you'll never get a Big Mac that looks as good as it does in the commercial. Um, uh, that's true. So that's it's a like, fact. So it's like, this is a toy that is so perfectly art directed to sell you the toy that it's like you 
you made the gel and you stuck the stuff down in it, but it's like it would leave these trails of like goop as you stuck stuff down in there. And it was just never as pretty as you saw it on TV. And it's like, I could never get those bubbles to work or like the one thing (laughs) I really wanted to do was the blood from the shark that you see. That looks cool. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't even know if you got that tool to do that (laughs) (laughs) or like the red dye is like, that's just stuff you had to have. So uh, since this isn't a visual podcast, mm-hmm. um, we'll ex- explain what this toy okay, I'll, is. I'll, I'll kind of quickly walk through it. The, essentially, the, essentially, the toy is like this little aquarium that you fill with this clear gel liquid, pour in some water, you let it sit, and then you can just suspend these little figures in it, like toys. or Yeah, you're like, basically like creating a scene. Right. So it, it's like a, a fish tank, but nothing moves. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's like, very arts and crafts like. It like is. this is something I feel like you could run into at Hobby Lobby. Yeah, and um, I was really into like movie magic and special effects as a kid, so like this was right up my alley. Like, because I felt like I could make a scene and play out a scene, but I wouldn't have to like hold all my toys at the same time. Yeah, and so um, I don't know. This the, one just the gel would hold them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this one just really jumped out to me and I loved the jingle and um, like it was just pure imagination. And the, the spot itself, it's like it's got these kids like stepping into the gel, but the gel kind of looks like the same CGI quality as Alex Mack turning into the liquid. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like all these really bad 3D 90s graphics and um uh, but I don't know. I just uh, I, and I was also really fascinated with this is going to sound stupid. But <laughs> when you put when when it the commercial shows you like putting something into the gel, there's this little kickback. And it's like I was so obsessed with doing that, like putting it in there, letting go. And it just kind of squishes back into place a little bit. And um, that's just something that's totally me. I see your face. You don't get it. <laughs> It's just me. It's very, it's very like that is probably what sold me on the, on the thing uh, more than anything was just like putting the stuff into the gel and then it just kind of sits there. Hey, I mean, that's satisfying, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like visual ASMR. Sure. I mean, that's like, you know, cut and paste. People love cut and paste, you know, crafts. just something about it (laughs) uh so let me i'm looking through so like the big thing is like this shark scene that you see and it's mostly underwater stuff yeah um because it is like i think it's called the hasbro aquarium kit so it's it's mostly like supposed to look like suspended animation water scenes yeah it's really cool i can i can see you know i for me, I don't know if it's something I would have wanted, but I, uh, hearing you talk about like you know being into the movie magic and creation of the scenes, and I I get that. I'm like I I can see those two kind of working in tandem together. Yeah, because I and like I was really into sharks as a kid, so it's good that they kind of used that as one of the scenes to sell it to you. But um, yeah, um, that was that was a big one. That was probably like the biggest <laughs> one that I could remember. Man, that's awesome though. That's a good pick. Yeah. All right, good pick. So this is going to be my first pick. And um, man, man, oh man, was this a fun, fun little toy to have. Mm -hmm. Um, Based off some PSA ads, okay? Mm. Public service announcements, you know, safety stuff. Um, 
I think everybody, at least if you grew up during our time, you're familiar with these fellas. Mm. But um, they decide to capitalize on them and, and make toys out of them because nothing's more fun than breaking your toys. Yes. So here we go. Would you take a spin in this taxi? Sure. Whoa! The Incredible Crash Dummies are having a tailgate party? Whoops! I'll smash their fun! With the evil Junkman in hot pursuit, the dummies stop for a break. Break? Where's the brakes? There aren't any. Wow! The incredible Crash Dummies. Uh, good crash. No crash cab vehicles and figures all sold separately. Don't you be a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. I love that so much. Yes. All right. So we are talking about the Crash Dummies. Not to be confused with the Crash Test Dummies uh, from the, uh, the, the 90s alternative group. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the crash dummies. So um, uh, for those of you who are listening, obviously, because um, you can't watch this podcast, but uh, the crash dummies, these were toys, action figures um, that were basically that if you got to know what crash dummies are. So they're these, I think kind of scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I being scary. Because um, the, they're, they're, I don't know. I've always been kind of creeped out by mannequins and mm -hmm. statues and yep. things like that and they are very much so visually like that i mean they they're pale they don't have any hair their eyes are painted on them but um back in the day they these guys were used to test the safety of your vehicles so you know uh whatever company was putting out a vehicle at the moment they would always put the crash dummies in there run the vehicle into a wall or something to see if the safety bags were working, the airbags or the seatbelts, things of that nature. And somebody was just like, you know, we should make toys of this because, you know, why not? That's the great <laughs> thing about growing up when we did, you know, in the, in the 80s and 90s, like you can make a toy of anything. That's why we had RoboCop toys, a very rated R movie. Yeah, we'll make toys for kids. That's a great idea. Um, and so, like, why wouldn't you take... Uh, crash dummies from vehicles and safety commercials and turn them into toys and make them fun. Uh, and that's what they did. So these action figures were so cool. Uh, did you ever have these, Mike? I didn't. I remember the commercial Oof. very well. I, 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 so I, I mentioned this before. My cousin, that who his mom babysat <coughs> us a lot, uh, had so many toys. So like, I sometimes can't remember who had which toys because it was kind of like we would just like my toys were his toys, his toys are my toys. And um, and I know he had these. So I know that I played yeah. with them. I just don't think I ever owned any. Okay. So I didn't have a lot of them. I had a pretty good amount. And I actually still have some. But they're obviously this is this is one of the best and worst toys for a kid. So um, due to the nature of the toy, basically uh, the head and the torso were always. Well, the head could come out too. But uh Basically, this is an action figure, so all the body parts, but they come apart. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is they come apart at the press of a button. So there's a button on their chest, you hit it, and their parts explode off the torso. And what's really cool is these toys oftentimes were paired with vehicles. Mm -hmm. And those vehicles were able to, you were able to like run them into things and they would bend and crash mm -hmm. and like the airbag would puncture out, hit the chest of the crash dummy and its parts would fly. <laughs> really freaking fun. I mean, if you, kids, I've noticed they're very destructing. Like yes. they're very destructive. Like you give my daughter some some crayons, 
Give her an hour, there will not be a single wrapper on them and they will all be broken in half. Yeah. Promise you that. That's just what kids do. So it's kind of cool that you can have a toy that promotes that. Uh, the downfall is hard as hell to keep track of it. Man, See, like, that, yeah. the crash test dummies I have to this day at age 35, I'm definitely missing parts. Like, I've got, like, yeah. some heads, some torsos, they're in little plastic bags for keepsake, but I don't know where that stuff is. I don't know where it went. It, I probably lost it that morning after opening it, you know? That, that was what I was going to ask you, is, like, what age you probably Because I know if I had, if I gave Colt one of these today... It would be gone in probably twenty minutes. Like yes, there you may you may have the head left, and like the rest of it would be lost. I was probably fourth or fifth grade because I re- I think it was about fifth grade. Um, you know, like really kind of one of the last years of like getting to play with toys and not be made fun of. <laughs> um, yeah. so it was probably fourth grade. I think fourth grade. Um, and I think it was the year I got my Super Nintendo, which um I don't know how what episodes I've talked about this on. Uh, that's like the holy grail of all Christmas gifts I've ever got. That was my Red Rider BB gun. So yeah. um, I remember, it's so funny, I even remember the other things I got that year because that year was just so hyped. But Crash Test Dummies was one of the things I got, and man, they were fun, super that, fun. That's awesome. What I really love Crash about- Dummies, not Crash Test Dummies, sorry. Well, what's funny is I would probably call them the Crash Test Dummies. Like, cause I that's, know, that's because that's what they it are. makes sense. Yeah. Um, what I love about this is it's like, it's a very basic concept because they were, they started out as the PSA dummies. And right. so it's like, so how do we expand this into a toy line? So they got to create all these cool, interesting villain characters, like the evil junk yeah. man. That's, that's freaking badass. I want that I know. now. <laughs> I had him. He was really cool too. And he looks like a bad dude. Yeah. That's um, amazing. It's so fascinating though, because like the crash dummies were just dummies and Mm -hmm. they were used in car commercials. And then somebody had the idea of like, you know what, what if we give them personalities and they talk? Mm -hmm. And if you look up commercials, they're very funny. Like they started to later be the stars of safety commercials and they weren't for a particular uh, motor company. They were just like, you know, wear your seatbelt, general PSA type stuff. Yeah. And they were funny. They were goofy. And then somebody was like, we need to make toys of that. I mean, it's just like, it's amazing. Like the things they were able to, uh, ex- you know, expand on back in the day. Yeah. Was Lorenzo Music the voice of one of them? He was, yes. Okay. I didn't know if I was confused. I'm pretty sure that. he is. At least that's, that's who I'm hearing when I hear one of their voices. Yeah, for sure. Um, that makes me think that he probably is. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're kind of in that game. You're gonna be, you're gonna be on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I I love that. That's a great pick. Um, it it's got it's giving me the eBay itch right now. Dude, I know. <laughs> that's I, how you know it's re- a good pick. A good pick. I would prefer having them in box sealed because mm-hmm. I know I won't lose them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lydia can play with them when she's thirty five. Yes, I, I I only had one other friend that was into it like I was. And mm-hmm. so it was fun because I would bring my dummies to his house. But then you get all the parts mixed up. I mean, it's just it's kind of it's kind of maddening in a sense. Yeah, but definitely worth it. <laughs> it's interesting that they made a toy line based off of commercial characters, because it's like I can understand TV shows and movies, but it's like an equivalent to that would be like making a toy line based off the Geico cavemen or yeah. Cause they, they started their own TV show. They became so popular, but like the Geico lizard or something like that. It's like, right. I can't think of anything else that's crossed that barrier from commercials to toy line. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know if they... They didn't have an animated series, did they? They did, I'm pretty sure. I, of Crash I remember. Dummies? Yeah, I'm... I'm I, maybe I would, they did, yeah. I would bet my money on on that that they did. I'll have to look into it, because I if they did, then I know I watched it. Like, the, there was very little things I did not watch as a kid. If it was animated, I was watching it. It looks like they might have had... It was a Fox Kids special, and it was 3D animated. That um, makes sense. But I swear I thought they had a like a, like 2D. a 2D one. Yeah, unless that was just so the too. commercials. How funny. Yeah, that's weird. This might be a one of those like uh what's it called? Oh yeah. Like the, you remember things differently. The the Sinbad effect or the not <laughs> Sinbad. <laughs> <that> Sinbad effect. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Who about who knows? Who knows what goes on in my head? Yeah, that's funny. um I do. I, I also want to talk about how cool the back of the packaging of the figures was. Um, I just found it online, but it's cool. They all had their own names like Skid the Kid, Spare Tire, Daryl, Spin. <laughs> <laughs> this is my brother Daryl. This is my yeah. other brother Daryl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they had they had pets. There were dogs and a uh, cat. It's just so, so cool. Like, I just I don't know. It's. We, what a time to be alive, am I, I right? I love that. I, names like that alone will get me to buy a toy. Yeah, and the card art was beautiful. We're talking like, one of the things I just love that's so iconic about them are the, like the crash, I don't know, they kind of look like warning signs, but they're um, like the testing signs. They're like the circles on their heads with like the two-tone like black and yellow. Like it's so iconic and like, they incorporated that into their packaging and everything. It was just so perfect. Like, mm -hmm. I think these are cooler than GI Joe packaging. <laughs> yeah, when you have something that you can brand really well like that, and it's uh, interesting, it's like that you've captured yeah. lightning in a bottle. I mean, they almost. really did not cut any corners on this. Which, mm -hmm. it, by all means, this is something that almost seems so ridiculous. You could just kind of pass it through the line and just let it go but nope they didn't skimp they did not cut yeah. any corners at all they I nailed it i was talking to our friend jared uh just recently how i went into walmart really early one morning this uh this past week and they had the retro uh masters of the universe line the they had they were the shelves were completely stocked on those they're re-releasing wow. retro versions of gi joe right now with retro packaging and they're all and they were the shelves were completely stocked on that and the shelves were completely stocked on the kinder ghostbusters classics and i was just Ugh. like it is like what time what what time I am i, am I, in I right wish now? i just had the money to go in there and just do one of these numbers yeah just like the kids toy out, run. just swipe them all like <laughs> like ernest scared stupid getting the milk yep. off the shelves <laughs> like just yeah. slapping everything off the yeah. shelf into my cart oh but my what, gosh what's interesting is that stuff looks so much more appealing than the current stuff that's on the shelf like well, the yeah. box art was so beautiful because it's all retro box art like it's all recreations of retro box art yeah and then it's, it's almost like they have people working for these companies that did not grow up in the cool era of any of this they're just like yeah, yeah this will this will do it's like yeah. no 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 no. <laughs> the packaging you don't understand people saved yeah. the cards of yeah. these two i mean i did i i mean that could be the nerdy graphic design part of me that I didn't know was flourishing at the time, but I saved all that stuff. I'm yeah. like, this is just as good as the toy. This art Absolutely. of metalhead around the Ninja Turtle logo. This is this is art. I'm keeping this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But uh, all right, so that was my pick. Mike, what is your second pick? Okay, my second pick is coming at you, right? Yeah. 
They're squirmy and wormy and purple and green. The grossest little creatures that you've ever seen. Dude, you are completely on brand with your uh, selection so far. This is some very crafty do-it-yourself, <laughs> make-your-own-fun sort yeah. of deal. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. But um, yeah, it's like the act of doing these things was more fun to me than the actual thing that you pulled out. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So um, Creepy Crawlers, if you're not familiar, which... I don't know how you wouldn't be, but um, essentially it's kind of like an easy bake oven for toys. And um, it's like this little oven that you are and they've got these little molds and you're able to pour this like silicone type material into it, stick it into the oven, pull it out. And you've got yourself a little jiggly, jiggly, creepy toy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can remember wanting this so bad. And I actually got it for Christmas um, from my grandma. So it was definitely something that my mom told like my grandparents to get for me. And I was it was like one of those like. I opened it up and scream moments. And oh, yes. <laughs> what's crazy is we weren't even at our house. We were at my cousin's house doing Christmas over there. And I got it and we like didn't even wait till we got home to open it up and start using it. We like ran into one of my cousin's bedrooms and started opening it up and playing with it and getting some of the creatures made and everything like that. And so, but like some of the things that I love about this are like, just the logo of Creepy Crawlers was oh, amazing. I know. Like it's got that worm in it. And I was like a huge Goosebumps fan at the time. And one of my favorite books was Go Eat Worms. So like anything with worms in it that's kind of illustrated like that just like resonated with me. And um, I I loved that little tray holder thing that you would stick is like pizza oven scooper yeah. thing. <laughs> and like I love that. And then the colors were so bright and vibrant. And then like. The commercial was just boys grossing out everybody in their family yes. with these creepy crawlers. <laughs> but this was another one of those things that you really couldn't get the desired effect unless you were like an art director. Like I'm, I'm yeah. looking at a screenshot right here of this kid holding up a spider with like three different colors all perfectly spaced out within the spider. It's like green, red, and black. And it's like mine were... If I had multiple colors in mind, they were, it was like tie dye. It was like, they yeah. were just everywhere. And um, so like, that was beautiful. But like one thing, I know we've talked about this before, but I can remember the smell of these so well. <laughs> and it's just, it had a very distinct smell to that rubber or plastic, whatever that stuff is that these are made out of. Um, but it, it was kind of in the same lines of like Dr. Dreadful, but like Dr. Yes. Dreadful is stuff that you could eat. Right. Uh, whereas this is like the ones that you could play with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this was a awesome toy. Um, I never had it, but a friend of mine did, and we had a blast one afternoon. And I think it was like, I think, man, one of my favorite things about being in this age, uh, you know, middle school, or not middle school, um, like late to mid to late elementary school was um, going to friends' houses after on Christmas break after mm. Christmas and like seeing like a, what, what they, they got. got. Yeah. Because that's how I got to play with creepy crawlers. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, this is the the perfect gift for any Halloween spooky loving dork out there. And like, <laughs> especially, you know, if, if you're someone who likes crafting in a way and like yeah. customizing, like, 
it, it really implies a lot of creativity on on the person's part. It's it's as fun as you make it, you know. Oh like, yeah, totally. And it's always amazing though. Like every time, I mean, this is all toy commercials in general, but it's always amazing to me how much fun everybody is having with these toys and right. you'll never have that much fun with them <laughs> you'll never you'll never get to that that level but um if you get close then you know it's successful well one thing that i really appreciate about these two is the art direction of the actual toy like yeah. they've got these little tubes of the silicone that like house it before you pour it in there but it's like even those have a really weird funky design to them it's not just yeah. a little plastic bottle and then like the the actual oven thing has got like uh engraved like spiders and worms all over it and it's just it's just beautiful i mean it looks like something that nickelodeon would have sponsored right well i definitely remember seeing this commercial during nickelodeon you know uh cartoon times you know for sure yeah and i loved that the molds were like metal because it like really felt like you got something substantial as a gift because right. I mean, it's like it's that's that's just real metal and um but before we move on i have to say speaking to going over to a friend's house my next door neighbor he had uh cat slayer and for the thundercat slayer and i'm oh yeah 100 sure i was only friends with him to play with cat slayer because I, <laughs> I would go over there just to play with that toy <laughs> So nice. That's, that's something I never had. <laughs> I know. I never had that either. Well, what was cool about the creepy crawlers and, and Dr. Dreadful, um, because they're both really one in the same in a way, um, just one's edible, one's not. But yeah. it was cool that you could, you could, uh, you know, you buy the base kit, you know, to make everything. But once you were out of the stuff, they sold that stuff individually. Like if you needed more, yeah, I don't know, worm powder or whatever it was, you know, you could go mm-hmm. pick that up at, at Walmart and, you know, you're back in the game, like making more creepy stuff. Yep. I love that. That's so yep. cool. Like, it's it's really a, another genius toy, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Man, I'm <laughs> loving this episode so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm ready to drop some bags over at uh, the old <laughs> eBay. No. All right. So here is my next toy commercial i hope you enjoy it mike but um yeah i mean i feel like this is capitalizing on all the cool things that mousetrap brought to us oh dude That's the way you go when you play the Great Escape. The Great Escape game. Race through the crazy jam factory without getting sliced, squished, mashed, or mushed. Hey, this is fun. I'm almost done. Maybe you yeah. won't That's the way you do it when you play the Great Escape. Oh, that's... Yes. I remember yes. that one so... That was like a game where, like, you wanted to lose. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, the game in, in, that we're talking about is the... Uh, the Grape Escape game. And Grape Escape um, is kind of, like I said, it's it's very Mousetrap-esque. Um, so funny funny story. Um, really, like Mousetrap was another one of those games. Because, like, I don't know, the whole Rube Goldberg type of situation where, you know, making... God, I was obsessed with it. I mean, that's one of the reasons Home Alone is one of my favorite movies still. It's just this idea of like making traps. Mm-hmm. I want to trap people with with traps. Like I want to play pranks on them with, you know, like just these, you know, like I don't know, stuff like that. Just like to me <laughs> as a kid, I was like, 
Oh yes, yeah. yes. I want, I want to make this. I want to do this. Because, Let's make this as difficult as possible. Yeah, and, and like it's just, I don't know. It really kind of speaks volumes to like who I am as a person because I don't do, I don't make anything easy in my life. Um, but uh, you know, the funny thing I was gonna say was in college, I took an animation class with our favorite teacher, Rookie, mm. and it, uh, I was doing flash animation and we had to pick a board game to animate. And I picked Mousetrap because it was, it, you know, even though I'm talking about Grape Escape now, Mousetrap was always my favorite game because making the little ball go down the, the slide and hitting the boot and it, you know, it's just all of that was just magic to me. Yeah. And I remember getting that for Christmas one year, losing my mind, mm -hmm. so excited. And I never played that game right once. No. I did not know until I was doing this animation class that, because the point was to take someone through a journey of how to play the board game. So, aka following the rules, which mm -hmm. Mousetrap is a game you progressively build the mousetrap as you play. You don't just set it up and oh. then you go and play. You You build it as you play. That's not as fun. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. It's just more fun to build it and to let it let it go. Yeah. But um, Grape Escape, you set it up. At least that's why I remember. You set it up and you try to avoid getting stuck in the traps. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the traps in this game. So the cool thing about, you know, mouse trap, you were a little plastic mouse and, you know, you might get trapped. Okay. Grape Escape, you had these molds and it came with Play-Doh and you would make these Play-Doh grapes mm -hmm. like, and they were anthropomorphic grapes. They had <laughs> eyes, arms, legs, shoes, really cool. Think California raisins, <laughs> but not mm -hmm. pruny. And um, you would have them go through this board game and you would avoid these traps. And the traps, I mean, the traps meant total destruction of your character, which is why they are made of Play-Doh. And this was the fun part. You don't just like get a little cage over you because the trap went <laughs> off. You got stomped by a big boot and it would like smash your character into a big footprint like perfectly. Yeah. Uh, you could get rolled over by like a little steamroller type thing where you crank the wheel and this wheel rolls over you and flattens you out. The best one was the scissors. Scissors, yes. Plastic scissors that would, you know, you turn a crank and they would cut your, your grape in half, like just decapitate them. Like... <laughs> Hours of fun, like so much fun. I remember seeing this commercial and the commercial, as you heard, is just as lovely as ever with a beautiful Italian style jingle. Yes. It makes you feel like you're at a, <laughs> at a, at a pizza place or Olive Garden. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just like you're, you're, the point is to survive the game. You're the first grape to survive wins, but you didn't want to survive. You no. wanted to like, you wanted to see your grape get destroyed because it was so satisfying. It was so fun. Yeah, I feel like this is like what you wanted to really see on Double Dare, like them go yes. through on Double Dare. <laughs> like, I want to see you get cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not that far, but um, <laughs> but yeah, this game was was so much fun. And what I liked about it, too, was it was really I was really the perfect age to get it. And my mom and sister, uh, my sister's two years younger than me, so she was definitely old enough to play it. Uh, but it was it was a fun family game. Like I have great memories of playing it with my mom and sister, and yeah, that's all there is to it. Like it was yeah. just super fun, and and it, it was even a fun game to play when you weren't actually playing the game. If you just wanted to make some Play-Doh grapes and then smash them, 
still still a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like this would be like how we play mouse mousetrap. Like, uh, honest to God, until you told me that, I did not know that you were pro- supposed to progressively build the trap. So, yes. like, I would probably get this game, make the grapes, and then just do the traps. Like, I would right. not even play the game. Yeah. Um, another thing I really liked about this commercial, too, was, you know, you've got the live action you know, version where the kids are playing the game, but there's these little uh, inserts of like the grapes being animated, yeah. like claymation, and like their eyes get all bulgy and like I mean, it just looks really torturous for them. Uh, but it's really cool because I I loved claymation as a kid. So you know, this commercial really is uh, a ten out of ten on the perfection scale. Mm-hmm. It like, really is. Great jingle, catchy little tune, claymation. Everybody having fun and decapitation. All those things are what make a great toy commercial. <laughs> it's really hitting me because we just watched the Will Vinton's uh, claymation special last night, uh, Christmas special. Oh yeah, and so it, I, it just has that same feel. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun little game, and I don't know if they still make this game. Um, I. I think I want to say they do because I want to believe that we live in a world where Grape Escape is still treasured by the youth across the nation. <laughs> but I don't know that. I don't know for sure. I have not been down a toy aisle in a very long time. Uh, I don't think they do. I haven't seen it because we've been really looking at board games this year and uh, I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Board games are a lot of fun. Very underrated, if you ask me. Did you ever play the game Bats in the Belfry? No. That was one that I really liked, and it was kind of like this game where there was this really tall tower, and you had these bats that were hanging upside down, and you had to do something. I can't remember exactly what the point of the game was, but you're trying to prevent your bats from falling or uh, get other people's bats to fall or something like that, and I just I loved the little bat characters that you got, and it was so, it was so much fun, but I haven't, I haven't seen it. I need to look it up on youtube and see if i can I'll see check it out because that does not ring yeah a bell of it was one that i never had it was it was one of my cousin's games for sure um <laughs> but yeah memories all right mike what is your final toy commercial for today okay so this one is really hard because there's a lot of ones that i want to talk about but I feel well, this like, won't be the last episode like this right. we do. And so. I feel like... Because I've got some I'm saving that have just already come to mind. and They're great. Well, I feel like I've had a theme so far. So I'm going to try and keep going with this theme of crafts and, you know, building things and do it yourself. And I'm going to go with... New Nickelodeon Zog Log. Amazing! Building pieces that stick together with just water. Oh my God, it's so sick. Nobody ever made stuff that yeah. A freaking band saw? Are you right. kidding me? <laughs> this is insane. Oh my god. Dude. Dude, 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 dude. Oh my god. So there's so so much to be excited for. Yeah. So I I this was one that I actually got. And um, nice. I remember that. Because this came out during the whole era of like Flome and Gak and all of those yes. like Nickelodeon fun toys. And it's just like, what's the cheapest thing we could sell to kids? <laughs> like yeah, no styrofoam. kidding. Styrofoam. Yeah. I don't even really know what these things are made of, but it's like packaging peanuts almost. Yeah. And, um, but essentially, uh, 
Zog logs are just like little, I guess like little styrofoam things that uh, when you get them wet, they can stick together. So they were multicolored. They had different shapes. They had some that kind of looked like Cheetos, some that looked like little balls, and then some straws. that kind of like they, they look like those veggie straws that you can eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, but the coolest thing about it was, uh, so you could buy a whole package of just the Zog logs, but then you could also buy... Um, separately, you could buy this bandsaw looking toy that was a bandsaw slash, uh, grinder. And, um, they also, I think separately had, uh, like a little drill. Um, it yeah, might've, like a, it like a Dremel tool. Yeah. It might've come with it. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but you know, marketing sense would say sell everything separately to make more money um, right but of course yeah so it's like i know that i had the bandsaw thing i don't actually know i can't remember ever using the dremel but if it came with it i'm sure i had it um but i can remember just like my mom would never let these come out of my closet because they were so like they would just get everywhere um, so like I had to play with these in one area and I can just remember being in my closet for the longest time. I had like a bigger, like walk-in closet. We weren't rich or anything. I just sort of had like a larger closet area <laughs> with, that had like all my craft stuff in it. And, um, right. and so I can just remember being in there and trying to make all the things that you would see on TV. Like they were making like hand puppets and like, this was one of those toys that like you actually could make cool things out of them. Like, yeah. Um, Flome I had, and I never really felt like I could make anything that I saw on the commercial. No, but I love the texture of, Flome. Oh yeah, totally. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and like Gak, you really couldn't make anything out of Gak. But like this is no. something that you could build. With <clears throat> Gak and... was only for farting noises, and that's all. <laughs> that's all we wanted Gak for yeah. was so we can make farting noises. Well, they they tried to make like things like like they had this like copier thing where like you could draw on the on one side, put your Gak on the other side, and then like flip it over, and it would right. like imprint what you drew on it. But it's like I don't think that ever worked. And it's like they were just trying to think of things to yeah. more things to do with the act to sell <laughs> to you. Do it. Can it do anything else than fart? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can draw on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's hilarious. So uh, Zog Logs, like I can just remember, like I there were some times where I wouldn't even build anything. I would just wanted to cut things on the bandsaw and use the little grinder thing. It was like a little piece of like rough texture, like I don't like sandpaper thing. And it would kind of spin real fast. And yeah. um, you could use it as like a sander or a grinder and to get like everything all perfect. And and I would just stick things together. Sometimes I wasn't even trying to make <laughs> anything. I just I just liked getting them wet and then sticking them together. But I found out that you could actually get them too wet. Like it's just a little bit of water and they would work. But if you got them too wet, um, they wouldn't stick anymore. Oh, wow. They got Zog waterlogged. <laughs> My Zog logs are waterlogged. Yeah. Uh, but then also, That's uh, you did have to be careful because if you actually got too much of them wet and let them sit, they would just like clump together. Yes. Um, so I definitely had that happen a couple times. Really, all these toys you're talking about, if you didn't put them back or like seal them up, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like your Christmas presents going south real quick. <laughs> yeah. And I can I can remember like where they would connect and where they would stick. It was a pretty solid stick sometimes. So like if you wanted to reuse them, you would just have to cut off the juncture part. 
if you could. So like, let's say you had a red and a blue stick stuck together. You sometimes could pull them apart, but you might get a little residue from one on the other. So you would just kind of have to cut that off and throw it away. But there was, there was a little bit of reusability with these, but if I'm remembering correctly, um, once you stuck them together, you might they might be stuck that way. Do you remember yeah. that, or do you think they came apart pretty well? I don't I, know. I never had this toy. Okay. Um. I I had foam and yak, and I feel like there was some something else. Um. I will say though, it is to be noted that Nickelodeon had really awesome toys and mm-hmm. like awesome things, like you know, whether it was the boombox or the alarm clock or the moon shoes, like yeah. all that stuff. Like Nickelodeon toys were just aesthetically at least dope it, like, their commercials always made you think like these were you had to have these oh like, yeah i mean and that's nickelodeon i've said it before they were the best at like making you feel like everything was just everything that they talked about had shown was important like yep. you do not want to miss <laughs> snick don't miss snick <laughs> Don't miss the Rugrats Christmas special. Don't miss, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was always, and I just, that's why I lived with that TV channel in my veins like an IV. Like, it (laughs) never, my brain is like an orange blob. I will never not be Team Nickelodeon, at least of that era. I don't know what Nickelodeon (laughs) is now. It's a disgrace, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a, I mean, you know, if they offer me a job, I'd say yes, for sure. But (laughs) What I'm saying is, like, th- those were some really special times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. Man, what a great pick. I forgot all about that. And, man, is another one of those commercials, though, where the things that they are making are just tremendous. Yeah. and I'm, Like, the character design of some of those puppets and the T-Rex you see at the end. I'm like, oh, my God. If I, I want those in my office now. Like, those exact creations, like, yeah. I would totally pay money for. <laughs> like, the hand puppet one, I really wanted to try and make. Um, the, Did I they like- come with instructions with anything? I can't remember. I don't, I would uh, assume that they would like templates for making something, but I really don't remember. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if you got very much, like if you bought the bandsaw, you got some, but I think you had to buy like a whole package on its own to get like a bunch of them. Yeah. To do anything substantial. With. Yeah. 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 Legos were that way. You mm-hmm. know, if you wanted to make the T-Rex Lego, you, you had to buy the, the kit. Yeah. You couldn't just go buy some random Legos and say, we're that's, doing this. That's a good point. Um, Cause that's something that I have thought about recently is like, these came out back in the day where it was like, they just handed you stuff and said, unlimited freedom, make what you right. want. Whereas like, if you buy Legos now, it's to make something very specific. It's right. like there's very I don't even know if I see Legos on the shelf that's just Lego pieces. Like just yeah. make whatever you want. Now it's like build the Ghostbusters house or you know something from Stranger Things or something like that. Which is cool, but when you are like for I feel like as as an adult it's cool cuz you're it's a one and done, but when you're a kid you're like I kind of want to make something yeah. else and do I have to take apart my pirate ship to do that? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good pick, man. I forgot all about the Zog logs. Zog logs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is my last pick of the day. And man, I got to tell you, the hype leading up to this one was something real. <laughs> uh, years in the making, I would say. So here we go. I can't wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
big. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember this commercial? Country three starring Kitty Call. Uglier bosses, incredible levels, and graphics you won't believe. Donkey Kong Country three on Super NES. Something you don't see every oh, day. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that commercial very well. <laughs> yeah, it was a confusing time to be a youngster. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> All right, so the, the commercial I said was for Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. And uh, this commercial was very provocative. Um, yeah, uh, you got kind of like this daytime desert diner scene, and there's this very attractive body of a woman dancing kind of uh wildly in front of a jukebox wearing mm-hmm. some tight leather pants and like think about this you're in fifth grade you know about girls and you're you're you're, <laughs> you're thinking about them and there's things happening to you that you're like confused about like and this commercial, for corn nuts <laughs> yeah you thought corn nuts was trouble um yeah you see this commercial and you're like oh what and then this figure turns around and it has a monkey's head and you're like oh no i'm i'm very confused right now (laughs) am i still into this yeah it's it's not bad (laughs) but yeah it's i why they did this i don't know like why does it have to be so sexual we're talking about a super nintendo game right but that's what the 90s were. They were very, uh, yeah, no, 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 no holds bar, no, right. more or less. Um, but yeah, this so this video game was like the excitement level for me was uh, uh, like skyrocket because one of my favorite video games and one of the first video games I ever beat in my life was the very first Donkey Kong Country. And I grew up with, you know. The first Mario and Super Mario 2 and 3 and all the all the classic NES games. And I obviously at this time I had a Super Nintendo and but I don't remember beating a game the way I beat Donkey Kong Country. I remember getting it for my birthday and my parents were so pissed because I beat it in a month, which, oh my gosh, you know, for a fourth grader, fifth grader, whatever grade I was in, like, that's pretty good. That's, you mm-hmm. know, pretty fast. And Games back then were like $60, $70, which is like yeah. basically like $200 in the 90s. Right. And, you know, I lusted after this game for so long. I got it and I just beat it. Yeah. You know, I think I actually, I think I beat it in two weeks, realistically. Um, <laughs> and done. <laughs> yeah. And like, they were just like, really? We spent all that money so you could just beat this game. We could have rented it, you know, back back in the day when you could rent games. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of the problem. We only almost only rented games, so I never had the time to beat them. So it wasn't that I was a crappy gamer. I just never had them long enough. Right. But man, I was obsessed with Donkey Kong Country. Two blew my mind. And so three was coming out. The reason this sparks so much joy for me when it comes to Christmas time is because my favorite Christmas was pretty close to this where I'm watching the Nickelodeon Christmas specials and somewhere in the vast, you know, portal of my parents' attic is a videotape, a VHS tape of Nickelodeon Christmas specials I taped. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I would watch these specials every single year around Christmas time. It had Alex Mack, which I talked about earlier. And then you've got the Rugrats Christmas special, the Keenan and Kel Christmas special. And this commercial was on this videotape. 
And because it was the same time I was watching these commercials when they came out. And so for me, I always think around Christmas time, I always think about the hype of the Super Nintendo and then the hype of Donkey Kong 3 because that game was just... And here's the sad thing. I never played it. I've never... I never got to play it. I think... I don't know why I didn't get it for Christmas or my birthday, but just I never owned it. Hmm. But here's what's really cool. And I'm about to live out a childhood-long dream of mine. But if you are subscribed to Nintendo Online, they finally have released all three Donkey Kong Country games on the Super Nintendo uh, app on the Switch to where you can play them. And they just put out Donkey Kong Country 3. And your boy, Hizzy, I've already been playing Donkey Kong Country <laughs> 1 lately. So I'm going to work my way up to 3 and it's going to be awesome. Oh man, I'm that's s- funny. so excited. <laughs> So, okay, sorry, I must have gotten confused when you were talking. You did not ever own Donkey Kong Country 3? Yeah, I never got to it. Okay, so what was the game? The hype level for it was there, but I just never got it because I loved the first two so much. So two was the one that you beat in like two weeks? The first, well, both of them, one and two were. Yeah, I beat really quick. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I had no idea that that Nintendo thing was a thing, like... Nintendo online or subscribe to something. We have a switch, but I didn't know what is yeah. that. Um, it's kind of like if you have PlayStation plus or Xbox, uh, game pass, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's this monthly subscription or you can buy it on a year, but essentially, um, there's, a regular Nintendo and super Nintendo games. You can get access to. Wow. And this, it's cool. Nintendo is very stingy with how many they put out. Like they kind of, they're kind of spacing them out. So it's been out for a couple of years, but they put out, um, two or three NES and SNES games a month. Sometimes Hmm. it's every other month. They're just, they're not consistent, but there's a great library available now. Like, so, uh, the cool thing is you get saves and you, like the cloud saves and you can rewind your mistakes or, oh. you know, so, you know, for those of us who grew up with these games where if you just weren't good enough, you never saw past the next level, you can kind of get around that now and kind of, you know, fudge your yeah. way through them if you want to. Colt really enjoys watching people play video games and we were watching the original Mario Brothers Um walk through the other day and i was like i've never seen this game beaten because i've never beaten yeah <laughs> super, Mar- uh, super marios and like so it was like it was really interesting to see like those later levels that i've never experienced before yeah i've beat all of those games but it was a long time ago but um yeah. i mean that's the kind of the thing like when i was a kid i would get one or two like i would own one or two games a year because of how expensive they were mm-hmm. and like we rented movies and games all the time because that made sense you know my Mm -hmm. parents were big movie watchers so we would always go to the video store and rent movies and i would rent video games but i could get one or two days with that game and my parents were very into limiting my screen time back Mm -hmm. then so i did you know i most of the time i only saw the first two levels of every game but if i owned it I would make damn sure i found everything in that game like i and because i would that's the game i had to play all year long that so like my brother and i would rent games every now and then i was not a huge gamer um then and even now but it's like any games that i would rent they were like fighter games or like racing games things that didn't necessarily have a progression you could play them for two days and you know you were just fine with what you yeah you you could take it back no big deal (laughs) yeah yeah um speaking of donkey kong specifically that 
Donkey Kong is something that I think of when I start to think of like the progression of graphics in video games. Yes. Because I remember that one being like one of the first games that actually looked really good. Yeah, uh, and it still Nintendo. looks good. Yeah. It still looks good. I forget the technology they used to make it. There's a term for it, but it was basically a type of animation um, that PC games were using at the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why it, it looks more like a computer game than it does a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. But man, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. And it's still like I, like I can play it now in 2020 and it holds up. Where like if you play... 64 games like nintendo 64 games those those don't hold up like there's no charm in it they're like blocky chunks of 3d garbage (laughs) but like an 8-bit game or a 16-bit game still so much charm and beauty they can make with the art and like those early n64 ps1 games just do not hold up because they were just (laughs) but they had to exist to get to where we are now which is basically playing a movie you know yep But yeah, Donkey Kong Country 3, so much hype. That commercial always makes me think of Christmas. I always think of this game when I think of Christmas. I always think about being very confused sexually. (laughs) Busting that. Busting that. (laughs) It's like, do I? (laughs) All right, well, we better wrap this up before it gets any weirder. Um, Well, we want to thank you guys for uh, listening to this episode and for tuning in this year. Um, We hope that everyone's healthy, safe, that your loved ones are healthy and safe. We hope that you have a great Christmas and New Year's. Thank you for being a part of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Show. It means a lot that you're listening and talking to us. We appreciate it. And we hope you were extra good and that Santa brings you lots of uh, Zoglogs and Super (laughs) Nintendo games. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, have a Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. See you later.